Are you ready to live the all-in life? Then welcome to the All-In Podcast Show, sharing the defining moments of impact-driven entrepreneurs, industry pioneers, and transformative leaders as they showcase their defining moments and went all-in on their business and found true success. From the early steps in their journey to the moment they truly took their commitment to their life and business to another level, we'll give you the insight you need to go all-in on your dream life. Now here's your host, Daniel Giordano. Welcome everyone to the All In Podcast Show today. I'm excited to introduce you to Brian Basilico. Welcome to the show. Hey, Dan, man, it's a pleasure to be here. Really appreciate it. I'm excited to have you and hear your journey. And I and I like the fact that I've learned not to ask too many questions pre-show, right? Because it kind of ruins it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Uh, so I'm in for a surprise as well, right? So I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing more about your journey. So um, I always like to start with, you know, kind of tell me a little bit about your background, like where you grew up and what life was like then. Yeah, I grew up in New York. What I like to say is um, I was born and raised so New York Catholic that my mother was a travel agent for guilt trips. And then my father got promoted, moved out to Chicago when I was 14 and been living here ever since. So, mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And then what was life like as you went into your, uh, into your teenage years and into what you were going to do next? Yeah. You know, I kind of knew exactly what I wanted to do is um, I always wanted to be in the music business, but it really kind of melded me into getting into the marketing business because I, I started running a recording studio out of my dad's basement and then ended up getting a job working at AT&T doing video production and, you know, kind of took it from there. And it really kind of evolved my life into something that you know, basically I found my passion at a young age. I just didn't know that it was my passion. <laughs> That's good. And so what were you doing in music? Well, I had uh, the recording studio and bands and things of that nature. And then uh, when I uh, left AT&T, I actually opened a commercial recording studio. So we were doing jingles, but, you know, radio stuff, too, as well. And also um, IVR, which is interactive voice response and, mm. you know, kind of getting into some heavy duty technology things with uh, we were one of the first like digital studios in the western suburbs of Chicago and. Yeah, so kind of got into the technology angle with that. Okay. So I never really, never famous other than the fact that I did a true value jingle. My dad was in Las Vegas at the time. He says, wait a minute, is that you singing on the Bears game? Yep, dad, yeah. that's me, dad. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get your claim to fame, right? <laughs> exactly, yes. <laughs> that was my big 15 minutes of fame, yes. Right. <laughs> oh, that's good. So so um, you still have that business today? No, that business is long gone. I actually, I sold that business in 97. And uh, then from there, I ended up having a couple of different stints. I I stayed with that company doing like uh, CD-ROM production and all that kind of fun stuff. And then went to work for Arthur Anderson, could not play in that sandbox. And then the next thing you know, I've been doing this for 20 years. So Mm -hmm. um, marketing and in a variety of different things. Right. Okay. And for those of you that wonder what a CD-ROM is, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. These little plastic things we used to put in a machine, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we go back to floppy disks. My yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I still have some of those around somewhere. Right? I do too. I just bring them out to show kids, hey kids, look at this. Yeah. It makes a nice coaster. Right? It so. does. <laughs> Uh, so fun stuff. So, so when you made the uh, transition from what you were passionate around, uh, around originally, mm-hmm. um, you know, the recording studio into the next thing, like what was life like then? 
Well, I, you know, it's trying to figure out what's going on in the world. I mean, one thing I could say is that throughout the course of those years, I've constantly had to reinvent based on what was going on. I started this business in 2000. I was doing business card CDs, videos on business cards. Mm-hmm. And, you know, since then, all of a sudden, we, you know, the internet really exploded. You know, Facebook, social media started popping up. You know, email marketing, it, it, everything just changed. The entire environment changed. So the, the one thing that it did teach me as I went along is just how much I had to invest in myself to continue to learn and grow in order to get to where I'm at. Right. Yeah. And I think I have some of those CD-ROM business cards too, right? Yeah, I'm sure so they you were, do. They were cut on the edges. I remember them, right? And they had yep. a little sleeve, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it, I mean, yeah. at the time it was great, but that was yeah. what we had. You know, we didn't have YouTube. Right. We didn't have any of those things at right. that time. Yeah. Yeah. So I always, it's amazing when you talk to some of the kids today, they're like, what do you mean you can't, couldn't go on YouTube and look up stuff? I'm like, right. yeah, when I started in this game, it was like, you know, you were on a forum, like, you know, bulletin right. board, like reading through threads to try and find information on stuff. <laughs> right. I was just talking to a client. We we're standing outside waiting. We we're doing a photo shoot and a video shoot for, you know, some content for their website and their catalogs and things like that. And he said to me, he says, I walk up to my kids and said, imagine you're holding a pack of cigarettes in your hands in the 1990s. And I told you that that thing right there would actually hold a photography studio, recording studio, your calendar, uh, video, your TV, all of those things. <laughs> one box could you imagine it's like hell no you know so (laughs) it's like who who could have predicted all this stuff would have happened back then you know know. but it's crazy definitely definitely crazy so so what's come to me now is the name of your show and the name of your business yep the bacon podcast yeah like that yeah so how did you come up with that well, it actually, it's a relatively long story, but I'm going to try to shrink it down. I, I wrote my first book. It was called It's Not About You. It's about relationship marketing in the social media world. As I was promoting it, I was going out to breakfast meetings and taking pictures of bacon. Uh, it was just the thing to do, you know, and I kept putting it up on Facebook and all my friends said, dude, do you have a prepaid plan with your cardiologist because you're going to die? And, <laughs> and what I realized was is it was getting so many likes, I changed the name of the book to it's not about you, it's about bacon. And then working at AT&T, I figured out it would make a great acronym. So bacon mm-hmm. stands for building authentic connections, online networking. And so that's been the brand that I built this entire business on. Awesome. Right. And now I want some bacon, right? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You can smell it. You can smell it. (laughs) I always love the, uh, I always love the, you know, how you come up with stuff. Cause I think it's also a big challenge for a lot of people. You know, it's like, what do I call stuff? What do I call the name of my business? You know, a lot of people that I've worked, get to work with, they struggle with, you know, they get stuck on the logo or stuck on the messaging behind everything. Right. And you know, sometimes well, you got to get out there until you figure it out, like you just shared, right? Yeah, and, and the funny story about it is when I started the Bacon Podcast, I thought Bacon wasn't going to be a good podcast name because it didn't speak to my audience. My audience right. is businesses. You know, Bacon right. sounds like a culinary show. Right. And I started out with my marketing magnet, and it flopped like hell. I mean, it just <laughs> went, I couldn't get anybody to listen to it. As soon as I changed it to the Bacon Podcast, the thing skyrocketed. Right. You know, so... <laughs> We all make mistakes, right? But, you know, right. it's finally one of my coaches came back to me and said, hey, you know, it's time to change the name of the podcast. And I said, okay, I did. And uh, they were right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. So so what drives you to, to do what you do? What drives me is I love, well, I, I figured out my two major superpowers. One is interviewing, owning the recording studio, doing the podcast is one thing. So I love interviewing people. The second thing is I love teaching. I love doing those kind of things. So I've been able to combine those two things. And what really I've learned how to do 
is figure out how to find the nooks and crannies of success that other people are missing in their business and use interviewing and teaching to help them get there. So, you know, the whole marketing side of things is, is creating a plan and a strategy, execution. Anybody can do execution. I mean, there's tons of people that do that. But coming up with the right strategy for each business in a unique way is a combination of both those things, of asking the right questions and then what they need to know in order to Right. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So then, um, what's interesting is I'm sitting there thinking now about, um, your journey from all of this. Cause it sounds like it went like this, right? Yes, <laughs> right? it did. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. It still is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so have there ever been any of those down ticks? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, the recording studio, the reason I had to, uh, I sold it was because it actually got flooded out with um, raw sewage. Oh. I had a, um, a office in the sec uh, first floor and the studio was in the basement, my commercial one, that got flooded out, had mm -hmm. to shut it down and actually physically move it and basically went bankrupt. And oh. at the time I was bankrupt, I, I was lucky enough to find somebody who purchased my client base mm -hmm. and basically zeroed me out. Another one was last year when I almost died, not of COVID, but of sepsis. And, um, you know, luckily I had the business set up in a way that it didn't tank, but yeah, no, I've had my ups and downs. There's no question about it. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I think a lot of times, especially in the internet world, you know, people tend to, you know, not always share the, uh, you know, it's like, oh, I, you know, here's how to make $10 million, but yeah. you know, I spent 12 to get it right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. That, it's very common. Well, you know, everybody's so attached to bright, shiny objects. Everybody's looking for that easy button. And, you know, it really isn't. There is no easy way to circumvent it. One of the stories I tell go all the way back to 1979 when I started my first business. Mm -hmm. um, back then I was doing content marketing. And everybody says, how do you do content marketing in 1979? There's no internet, there's no email, there's no nothing. I said, it's easy. All I did was take my Atari 400 and my dot matrix printer, type up stories, cut them up, put, in, put them on an 11 by 17 sheet of paper and mail them out to my clients on how to record, on how to create a great commercial, on how to do these things. Right. So we were doing content marketing the old fashioned way. The only difference between 1979 and today is the way we deliver it. The content still is king. You know, you have to have good information that people want to pay attention to. Right. And that's really the key. Yeah. And I, I just often think like, you know, it's a uh, um, when it comes to Atari and stuff like that, mm -hmm. you know, I actually picked up another one like recently, the past like six months, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I still oh, have a 2600 in my closet that yeah. works, you know, but unfortunately, you can't plug it in the TV the way you used to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what, what's fascinating with that is like, you know, I sit there and think what the kids are watching today is like they're watching kids play games. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And these kids that are, you know, putting the video out, putting that content out are making a fortune for those views. Right. Right. And I'm like, you know, it's like I, I said, I should have been, you know, recording back in the Kaboom days. Right. You know, on Atari. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And well, you know, it's funny. There's another guy I work with. He's building a stadium in Indiana specifically for gaming conventions. I mean, that's it. They're just going to do gaming tournaments and things like that. It's right. a whole stadium in there. Right. You know, so yeah. it's crazy. But, yeah. you know, this is the world we live in today. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what, so what's the um, big goal for you? What's your, well, the, you know, I'm kind of, I, I've hit my big goal and that is to build a, a business that is got the combination of lifestyle and finances. And, you know, the biggest thing about my business that I love is 
I, I basically breed success. And that means that my clients, I, I pick and choose my clients very specifically. I need to be able to make them, you know, insane amount of money. And then I work with a lot of vendors who come in and basically support that. And I want them to make a lot of money. And in the meantime, you know, I make money. But it's not about the money. It's about success. It's about lifestyle. It's about less stress. It's all of those kind of things. You know, business is easy. It's really super simple. You take $1, you turn it into $3, you're six. Success. You know, if I could take $1 and turn it into $10 for my clients, they're ecstatic. And that's essentially what it is. So it's marriaging these two things together, a pool of people who are getting, you know, to do what they love and make money at it and the clients who are actually making more money than what they were doing before. So that's, that. you know, I've kind of reached it, but you know, it, it can grow, you know, right. but I don't have these big aspirations of, you know, taking it, you know, worldwide or anything like that. Right. You always like to know because I mean, and I also think you know, part of the game is always, especially if you have coaches and stuff like that, they're oh, you know, yeah, part of the game is a stretch, yeah, right? Well, and yeah, and scaling it is always good, but you know, there gets to be a point where scaling it, you know, if you're trying to build the business to sell, it's very different than trying to build the business around the lifestyle, right? You know, and and essentially, that's what I've done is, is you know, I've built and certainly my coaches have helped me get to that scaling thing. It, it's been a long journey in the 20 years to get it to the place where it's at right now, where it is running on multiple cylinders and is making the kind of money that it should. Right. You know, I've always been underachieving, but now I feel like I'm, I'm in a good place. So right. I feel good. That's good. So there's lots of nuggets here, but I'm just thinking what would be like if somebody's listening to this right now and they're, you know, maybe starting out or they're in business, mm -hmm. or maybe they're in a transition phase, you know, they're going and yeah. right. what would be one thing you'd share with them? Oh boy, there's so many I would love to share. I mean, my one of my favorite sayings is every doctor needs a doctor, every mentor needs a mentor, every coach needs a coach. Um, the one it took me 14 years, 13 years in my business to figure out the whole coaching side of things, and that's one of the reasons why I struggled. So that was huge. Um, the other thing is never stop learning, constantly invest in yourself, and always you know, uh, keep learning that there's so much to learn. And it, it's one of the things I've gotten into this year is Blinkist. And I don't know if you're familiar with it or not, but mm -hmm. it's basically it's it's uh, Cliff Notes audiobooks. Right. And um, I've listened to 180, no, probably 200 books so far this year. Mm -hmm. um, some of those books have actually gone and bought. You know, because it was like, that is cool. I need to learn more about this. And so figuring out ways to optimize the way you can learn and grow. I mean, it goes everything from philosophy to the brain, to mindset, to marketing, to history, to, you know, perspective, um, you know, everything you could possibly imagine. There's so much to learn that we generally don't have time for. So continue to do that. I think it's uber important. Perfect. Love it. All right. So uh, how do people find out more about you? Simplest way to do it is go to link, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash bacon guy. Bacon guy. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Brian, I appreciate you being here today. I appreciate you taking the time um, and uh, sharing your message and the great things you're doing in the world. I look forward to continued success. Daniel, it was my pleasure. Thanks for the opportunity. We want to thank you for being all in with us on today's episode of the All In Podcast Show. For more information and resources based on today's discussion, as well as ways to connect to our guests, head to allinpodcast.com. That's available exclusively on allinpodcast.com.